people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live. Presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman, Mazda, Hyundai, and Worth the Poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. We're here, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. Today, coming up, the rookies. The first week with the vets. There's three things we need to talk about with that. Uh, early on, there's a few things I want to keep my eye on. You should keep your eye on, so take out your mental notebooks. We're going to dive into those three different things. One involves Dak, one involves Micah, and one involves Trayvon Diggs. So make sure y'all get your mental notebooks out for that. In the roundup, again, the streets are dry. The streets are dry, so we're going to talk about a uh, article feature on a to z sports dallas.com so uh stick around for that and coming out of the roundup we'll talk about our first part of the three different things y'all need to keep your eyes on cowboy nation in these otas if i had if i had a uh press pass or whatever they call them down there man the goods i'd be able to bring back to y'all the goods i'd be able to bring back but that's cool. We got people we are connected with and we'll try to uh, speak with and, and get some eyes that are, are down there on the field uh, this week. I think today begins, yesterday begins phase three of uh, OTAs. Now here's what, or phase three of the offseason. Here's what phase three means, if I can find it. Come on, come on, where you at? Phase three consists of the next four weeks of the program. Teams may conduct a total of 10 days of organized team practice activities, a.k.a. OTAs. No live contact is permitted, but 7-on-7, 9-on-7, and 11-on-11 drills are permitted. The team also holds its mandatory minicamp during this window. So that's from May 23rd to June 17th. All right? So that's what we'll talk about here. With that said, Bomb Squad! Shout out to you guys in the building. Uh, let me see who we got here. Jose, James. No, I'm not. I'm not five four toxic. <laughs> J A. Uh, Dallas Sports ninety seven. Matt Goddix, Gregory, Kel Randall, A J Torres, B four seven. Vic, Antoine Swain, my boy Rory, S to B, Captain America. Salute to you, sir. Sin City, Sam Grant, Rain H two O, Iceberg Q, A Lou. Well, we got our Connor Collins, Connor Collins, CC. Over here on Facebook, we got Joe, we got CJ Richards, Peter Rizzo, Terry Horton, Demarcus Green, and Oscar. I see you, Oscar, in the building. And then many more coming through. Chuck P. A. Lou, I see you over there on Facebook or uh, on YouTube as well. All right, let's just jump straight into it because this show is going to be short, sweet, and simple. Won't keep you guys too long on this Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. Let's get it. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Your solution for your fitness goals. Strive for progress, not perfection. They are more than just a fitness club. They provide state-of-the-art tools, support, and resources you need to achieve your goals. Yeah, not a lot of news today, y'all. Not a lot of news. So I want y'all to check out a to z sports dallas.com uh, and, and visit this 
article specifically. This is our article feature, and it's with Morad, Mauricio Rodriguez. He talks about how to deploy wide receiver Jalen Tober. We talk about this a lot since he's been drafted, and I, and I think it's going to be important. It's going to be important to realize where he's going to be. And, in fact, he's one of our key features today uh, on the show. I, I want to really know what they do with Jalen Tober. Uh, but make sure you all check that out. I'll give you a quick little excerpt from the article. Tolbert has plenty of skills that should translate well to the NFL. At South Alabama, he was mainly an ex-receiver that consistently won vertically and showed strong hands. His ball skills for uh, for contested throws should have the Cowboys excited heading into 2022. But Tolbert being a vertical kind of receiver doesn't mean that he has to line up outside every play. In fact, the 23-year-old receiver got reps in the slot as a senior in 2021 and did well at that. Yes, indeed, he did. And that's kind of where I want to start off this three important things that you guys need to take, you know, pay attention to uh, in the OTAs. And it's Dak and Jalen Tobert's connection and how fast they will connect. Their chemistry, right? You could argue how quickly these two connect is one of the keys to the passing game early on. You could argue that. No Michael Gallup, y'all. No Michael Gallup. You're going to need somebody to step up. And Tobert's 23 years old, so he's mature. He's been he's been you know in the college game for a while. I don't think he's going to come in and and take that long. But it all depends how these two guys connect. Um, as we know, they talked before the draft. Tobert said, "We talked about my previous relationships with my quarterbacks." We talked about my strengths on and off the field, what challenges I had to overcome, also what I could bring to the table. Uh, Dak was asking me if he could put me at X by himself in a three by one or if I could go to the slot between C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. All of it, we just talked. That's important. Hold on to that last part. Uh, Like I said, we know without Michael Gallup, he's going to be a part of that three-man rotation, but it's really about where. Where in that three-man rotation will he be? Because like I said, if I had access to to, to OTAs, one of the main things I'd be watching is where will Tobert play? Tobert told us that McCarthy... Find this quote for y'all real quick. One second. Tobert told us that McCarthy uh, really likes the fact that he had some versatility to move around and wanted him to study all the positions. And you remember, he had a quote coming out of Senior Bowl week where he said, I want to study X, Y, Z, F, all the positions. And I think slot was another one of those. Uh, he showed he could move around in the senior year like Mauricio talked about in the article. And if he does, that would be very, very key in how productive he is uh, early on. Because if you go look at slot wide receivers for under Dak Prescott, guys, it's their success. Their success. We talk about last year, said Wilson. He stepped in and had a career year, 606 yards, six tutties. 2020, when Dallas already had Michael Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper on the outsides, they said, hell, we can't pass up on C.D. Lamb, so we're going to throw C.D. in the slot. C.D. really should have had 1,000 yards. That's, it should have been three 1,000-yard receivers, but Dak went down in you know, the quarterback situation. Uh, he had a total of 935 and five touchdowns. He played in the slot 93% of the time. 93% of the time his rookie year. 
And you might say, well, a lot of that was without Dak. Sure, 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 sure. But before Dak got hurt, Lamb had the six most receiving yards in the NFL, and he led the NFL in yards from the slot. You're saying? Then in 2019, Randall Cobb, who, by the way, Jalen Tobert's wearing number 18, 800 yards, three touchdowns. And if you guys remember that year, this was kind of a little running joke. Randall Cobb, for real, should have had 1,000 yards, two and about six or seven touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken, without hyperbole, I believe he had three touchdowns called back that year. I believe he had three touchdowns called back. And then in 2016, Cole Beasley had a career year up until I think it was like last year, two years ago in Buffalo. He had 833 yards and five touchdowns from the slot. So whoever mans that slot will be productive in my opinion. Uh, what, what, one of the things I don't think that gets enough credit is uh, for is his ability to connect with guys that he hasn't been around that long. Randall Cobb came in, had what an off season with Dak. Boom, basically almost a thousand yards in his first year. Mike uh, Amari Cooper comes in middle of the season and has a Pro Bowl year with the Cowboys. Ceedee Lamb, a rookie, gets thrown in the fray, and he's number three, or he led the NFL in slot yards. So the slot position is going to be very important, and I think that Jalen Tobert, if he gets that, watch out. Watch out. Now, he may not. He may not because slot is very important in the sense of you need to know where to be and your quarterback needs to be able to trust you. And as a rookie, it could take some time. It could take some time. But I'll be very interested to see you know, how much they've been working. We know they have the, the DAC yard, right? We know they got the DAC yard. Is, is Tolbert back there? We know they've called each other. How often are they working together? That's what I really want to know, Cowboys Nation. So if you want to call in a little bit about that, you can 351-999-3787-351-999-3787. Uh, Jay wants to put Tony in there. I think you could use Tony. I wouldn't I wouldn't transform him as, as a slot receiver. I think you got you got options for that. James Washington. Maybe we'll do a show to to, to feature him more. But James, Tobert, and Lamb can all move in the slot. I, I personally like if they motion him out the backfield type thing, you got two wide or two running backs back there. You move him around. Hell, let him run some wheel routes out, some option routes out the backfield to take advantage of those linebackers. And I'm talking about Tony Pollard. So, you know, use TP more in the passing game, please, Kellen. I beg of thee. I beg of thee. Joe, are you are you from the are you from the future? We need Dak. We need Dak to be like he did in 2026. <laughs> uh, toxic Sky. Who's the guy who you give the rock when you need it most? Who's the guy you give the rock when you need it most? What do you mean? You got you got weapons. I mean, I give it to Lamb. I can give it to Zeke. I can give it to TP. Any one of those three. And when Gallup come back, Gallup we've seen is clutch. They they've got what? Here's the thing. Dallas has ample amount of weapons when healthy. There, there's no, you won't get any sympathy from me, not saying you toxic, but you're not getting any sympathy from me of not having enough guys. Yes, Amari's gone. And, you know, that sucks because he could have added to that. But you still have enough, you know. So, you know, whoever's open. CD Lamb's your number one. That's your guy. Go give it to CD. 
If if TP is hot and he's got a mismatch, give it to TP. If Zeke is hot, give it to Zeke. If Gallup is getting one-on-one, throw it to Gallup. You've, you've got options. That's the beauty of, of having guys. Marcus says, feel like it'd be mainly CD and Tobert. Maybe they throw Washington in there. That's why I think it's something to watch, Marcus. Something to watch. I personally believe when Dallas has a slot slot, I've said this before, uh, they're better off. They're better off. I don't really want to see C.D. Lamb moving in and out 40% in the slot, 45% outside. Figure it out. Figure where they're going to be. And then from time to time, you take advantage of it. But if you go look at 2019, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. 2020, same thing. There were, they had to find roles, and I just think you saw it click a little bit better from a passing standpoint. Terry wants Julio Jones to get a look. Okay. Terry. I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I don't know. He old, man. If he give me six Julio Jones games and get hurt, I guess. I guess. Twinkle Toes Gallup. Man, he, he definitely, I think, is one of the more clutch wide maybe maybe we'll say most clutch because he's been around longer but probably the most clutch wide receiver we got on the team yeah i'll say that i'll say that oh 2016 says joe well if you're talking about his legs i talked myself out of that joe like i I would like for him to use his legs only when needed i'm probably gonna battle with this man jeez because in 2019 he got hurt running. Messed his arm up. Played against the Eagles. Didn't play that well. 2020, he ran. We know what happened there. Shredded his ankle. 2021, kind of was scrambling out the pocket. Messed his calf up. It's like, ah. I don't know if I want him running, Joe. I don't know if I want him running. Alpha says, Scott, you don't want CD in the slot at all? No, not really. I mean, you can move him in the slot. Like they did with uh, Cooper. That That's how I would use him in a slot. Cooper wasn't a slot receiver, but Cooper went into the slot. I feel like C.D. Lamb was very productive in the slot because you had Amari Cooper and you had Michael Gallup outside. But if you actually go look at his production last year early, he was getting busy out there. He was getting busy. Now you can say, well, they had Amari Cooper. Sure, I'm not going to argue with that. But C.D. Lamb is really not a slot wide receiver. He he played slot because we had two guys. Um, I think he can get busy as a boundary wide receiver. I think he really is a boundary wide receiver. Excuse me. Um, so just move him in there kind of like they did. In fact, I can go get the numbers if, if I find him. Just move him in there like they did with Amari Cooper. You know, I'm not saying Amari played 100% of snaps out there, but he probably played about 80. That That's how I see it, Alpha. I, Find you a slot guy. I miss kind of the, the Cole Beasley, Randall got Randall Cobb type of slots. Guys that get open real fast, real quick from that 15 yards and in. The way they use CD in the slot wasn't like that. They use CD more of a seam buster because we didn't have one at tight end. Really. So they were like, CD, you just go up to seam. You're going to run a seven or a corner. You, go, you know what I mean? He wasn't really doing slot things all like that. If I, if I explain that. What, Jacob? Sky, would you off Tristan Hill and a three or fourth pick for Robert Quinn? Absolutely. Sure. I mean, uh, fourth round pick, third round pick, and Tristan Hill? Yeah. Why not? 
because see, look, I don't give a damn about that cap right now. But is, is Quinn going to be the difference? Probably not. Probably not. You know, now you're going to push down Sam Williams. And we're going back to Robert Quinn from yesterday and things of that nature. Maybe you, you get rid of Dante Fowler or whatever. But no, I, you know, she, for a fourth round pick, we got to lose. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, before we get on the horn, Danny, Macho Man Randy Savage calling in early. This is two days in a row you call it in early, Danny. Two days in a row. Uh, let's talk about this week's ride of the week, which is the 2022 Mazda CX-5 Select package all-wheel drive starting under $30,000 with an adaptive cruise control Wi-Fi hotspot Apple CarPlay Android Auto lane keeping assistance and all of the up-to-date features you need to drive safe now not my cup of tea but it may be your cup of tea so if you want to go out and learn more about it hit up freemanmazda.net or visit Freeman Mazda in Irving Texas you're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. I'm, I'm curious, Cowboys Nation. I'm, I've been seeing this a lot lately. Do y'all not like? Do y'all think Quinn is a bad player? Because I, I've been, I see a lot of people, and this is maybe this is just because we're diehard fans. We nitpick every single last thing about a player. Not no player is perfect, right? Are, are are you are we out on Quinn as a player? Not necessarily here in Dallas, just in general, because he's not good against the run. Because I've I've seen that in the chat a few times. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up, I'm kind of setting y'all asses up here. The same fans get on Demarcus Lawrence for not being great against the pass. So, like, what are we doing here? You know? And I'm not trying to, I'm just curious, you know? I'm curious. Yes, he's a pass rusher. That's why I always bring up pass rushing. Would you take a pass rusher that can get you 20 sacks, but he may be below average against the run? If you have an elite run defender on the other side, right? I just think it's interesting because y'all, you know, we bash Demarcus Lawrence for not getting all the sacks, but he's elite against the run. So you know what will make a perfect compliment to Demarcus Lawrence? A guy who's elite against the pass, but maybe subpar against the run. And really, your speed rushes, your right defensive ends are guys that are supposed to go after the quarterback anyway, unless y'all just want perfect players. Who are great against everything. So I just find that so interesting. The kind of back and forth. Well, D-Law, you suck because you can't rush the passer. And Quinn, you suck because you can't stop the run. Interesting. It's interesting. Uh, Danny, you was in here first, man. What's up? Good morning. Good morning, Sky. First, I'll address the Quinn thing. Oh, you addressed it yesterday, Listen. bro. <laughs> You addressed I mean, that already. No, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is like the scenario. I don't want him back. I don't want to give up a draft pick. I don't want to have twice the cap hit. I could. I don't like Clowney, but on Dallas's defense, Clowney could have got you double digit sacks. Could have gave Clowney ten million. Okay, getting to the Zeke thing. And listen, I just want to put a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I'm not shitting on Zeke because any running back 
only has a certain amount of carries in him. But let me ask you a question. Last year, who was the most explosive runner, Zeke or Pollard? Last year? Dude, since Pollard's Wait. come into the league, he's been more explosive than Okay, Zeke. exactly. Okay. Now, at the end of the year, what did we find out? Zeke has a, had a bad knee. Is this year coming? This is the way Stefan thinks. I'm going to run this kid into the ground just on principle because I paid him the big money. And we saw it last year. So everyone thinking that Tony Pollard is going to blow up, he's not. Because they're going to run Zeke into the ground. They're going to come out at the end of the year and say, well, you know, we offered Tony something to stay, but he didn't. You know, and then all the Cowboy fans will be happy. You know, then they're going to go out and draft two running backs. But that's what's going to happen. That's the way the Joneses think. We gave him his big money. Let's run him into the ground. That's just my two cents. Because sure. it doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense? That Pollard was the more explosive guy. And on top of it, Zeke was injured. But you keep handing off the ball to Zeke. Oh, yeah. So what, what else makes sense? Told but you. they just want to... Get, if get I, that money out of If it. I ever get, I'm able to get a press pass, I promise you I'll ask that question. Like, I don't feel, why is no one pressing them on that? Hey, man, why did Tony Pollard get three carries in the playoff game? Why did he get three carries against the, the, you know, the Cardinals? And don't tell me, oh, he was hurt. You gave him 12 carries against the Giants his first game back. Why did you play Ezekiel you Elliott, who was hurt? In a, these are questions nobody seems to be asking. Are they scared? Do they know this came from a different, you know, this came from somebody else and it didn't come from the coaches? Like, I don't understand it. Listen, I think once you get to the top echelon and you're interviewing these guys, I just think a lot of guys are afraid to ask the tough questions. Because it doesn't make sense. What are you, what are you scared it of? Doesn't make, what are you scared of Kellen Moore for? No, listen, I ain't scared. I, I ain't not, scared not you. Not you. Uh, I'm talking about yeah, them. No, I'm just saying. No, because these guys want to keep their jobs. They yeah, want to yeah, hire. You're right. right. You know, they don't want to. They just, oh, listen, it's the good old boy system. Listen, Jenny's doing something, right? He I, bought the team for right. $100 million. We haven't won in 27 years. Because, look, yet if I get down there, I start asking those questions. A week later, you're going to be like, Sky, why aren't you at the press conference no more? Man, I went to the, I went to the <laughs> I went to the building. I tried to swipe in, and it said denied. They ain't like those. They ain't like those questions. And I, I was I listen, but I'm I'm more interested in getting to the bottom of things than having the exclusivity of of oh I'm Cowboys media whatever. The only thing I can think of is like I said, they want to run this kid into the ground because they paid him. It because nothing else makes sense. No, it doesn't, man. You know, that's just my two cents. Like I said, I'm not shitting on Zeke either. Like I said, every back only has a certain amount of carries. I don't care. Unless you're like a freak, like Adrian Peterson, you know, or Walter Payton, or Gore. Boy, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. I said literally with the same player. I said, you know, you almost got to be a freak to play 12 yeah. years at an elite level at running back now. A freak. I don't know that we'd, we'd say Zeke and, is a freak just yet, but... Uh, and Adrian Peterson blew his knee out his senior year at Oklahoma. Once again, why I'm the guru, I drafted Adrian Peterson in fantasy. His rookie year, I got him in the sixth round. Wait a minute, wait, 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 championship. Wait. You sure he, he blew his knee out his senior year? At Oklahoma, right before the draft. Damn, and he still went top. I think he went like top seven or something like that. 
I think he went a little bit later than that because they were worried about his knee. But he's one of those freaks. Great call. Like I said, I just wanted to put my two cents in because the whole Pollard-Zeke thing does not make sense. Hopefully they make sense of it, Danny. Appreciate the call, brother. Let me get to the All next right. one. All right, great call. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, I got a couple new guys in here. Let me see. 757. What it is, what it do, 757. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, dog. I'm good. How are you this morning? All right. I'm going to call and talk about Cowboys, man. What you got for this us? Morning. Do you really think the Dallas Cowboys are going out and get D-Boy Samuel? No, I do not. Are you saying that because of the picture that, that he took with Dak? No, not really. He had been wanting this, saying he wanted to come to Cowboys. You think he's going to make it work? Nah, because I think it will it will require a lot of draft capital and then a lot of money on top of it. And Steven, that's just not his M.O. So if, it, if something like that yeah. happens, it would be a surprise to me. Okay, I thought the same thing, man. It'd be a surprise, man. Yeah. You think they will go out and get Dan? Uh, um, you think they'll go out and try to get another wide receiver? I I was kind of on that train. I let Cowboys Nation talk me into a guy like a, a Jarvis Landry at one point because he's a slot receiver, and like I've been, I just talked about right, getting an actual slot right. receiver. Uh, but once again, it, it sounds like they're not even in the market for that. This is from Clarence Hill. Clarence Hill said, you know, they're not they're not looking at wide receiver right now, which is interesting. But you know, they're not. I think they need another one. I, the room is not deep. I, I won't disagree with you. Uh, I think what they're going to try to bank on is that they can get by with uh, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, James Washington until Michael Gallup gets back. Because when Gallup gets back, I feel much better about it. It's without Gallup. I don't think James Washington is going to be too. Really? Yeah, I don't really think he could do too much. You don't think he can hold it down for at least at least four games? No. Okay. I would try the rookie before I try James Washington. Well, you're going to get both. You're going to get Tobert and Washington. They're both going to play. I think Tobert can be better than uh, James. I don't. I don't disagree, but I'm saying right like this year, you're going to get Tolbert and James Washington playing at the same time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all I want to ask a couple of questions about. Hey, man. I appreciate, it, man. Good questions. I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, man. Hey, keep on keeping on, man. I know it's, it's been a tough twenty some years, but you know it'll pay yeah. off at some point. All right. Thank you. No problem. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. I, you know, I just want people. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to put some. Maybe I need to get this film back out. I'm gonna do that one day. I think we're we're underestimating Washington's potential with Dak. I mean, I showed y'all the slot graphic. Now, now this was more so talking about Tober, right? But if James Washington's the slot receiver. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we're if we we see something in the in the middle of said Wilson and Cole Beasley. I don't even think that's far fetched, and I think that would be a resounding success if James walks out of here with eight hundred yards and six touchdowns. 
So I, I got I to gotta go get, get back into the lab, get some tape, chop up some things. I know my, my boy Vosh dropped a film session. If y'all want to go watch that, uh, head over, over to Vosh and Barty. And he dropped a film session. But but James has traits. I'm telling you. that's the th- There's a thing about, about Fowler and about James. They may not be superstars. But Quinn talked about something that I think resonates with the entire team when they bring in guys. How do they fit with what we do? If James is playing in the slot, he's got slot traits to make it tough on defenders and to be productive. That yak ability is real. Strong hands. He goes up and gets it. I think he can have a productive year. A blowout year? No, but a productive year. I just do. All right, let's get to number two. Pull back out your mental notes. Pull back out your mental notes, and let's talk about Micah's pride real quick because we're going to get Micah back in the middle, apparently, from what I'm hearing, or not even what I'm hearing, what Clarence Hill said. Take a look at this tweet. Hill said, I talked to Micah Parsons after the game. He's a diehard Steph Curry fan since before he got drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, Don't hate him. He said he hasn't seen much of Sam Williams because they play different positions. That means that Parsons is working strictly at linebacker. I think that's important to to notice. I think that's important to, to, to hear, right? And if we go and we look at the linebacking room, we talked about this before. I just don't think it's deep. I think we got lost in the shuffle last year, Cowboys Nation. This ain't this ain't nobody's fault. We just got lost in the shuffle of, of Micah Parsons being an absolute freak. Being an absolute freak. And 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 getting 13 sacks at a part-time rush. We got lost in that shuffle. We forgot that he was just as important at linebacker and impactful at linebacker. He was an elite linebacker. And I kept trying to like throw that in there last year. Like, hey, hey, guys, I know everybody wants to move Michael Parsons full time to rush in. Sure, I'm pretty sure he can do it. But we ain't got the room to be doing that. Why do you think they went out and got Sam Williams? Why do you think Dante Fowler is in here? It ain't so Michael Parsons can be a full-time edge rusher it's so Michael Parsons can be mostly a middle linebacker that can still rush from there and come down from time to time so I love the fact that he kind of gave Clarence Hill that little nugget hey he's he's working at linebacker right now he's working on linebacker things we got to remember half of his sacks came from blitzing at linebacker it came from going up the AB gaps or stunting too so he gets busy anywhere on the field, uh, but if you had to, if you if you ask me, what is the the, the one skill set or one part of his game he needs to continue to work at? Uh, I would say it would be more the mental aspect of linebacker, because while he was elite, he's still still young at the position. He's three years at the position, as whereas pass rusher, he he's not a he's not going to be a defensive end. So I don't need him to be a defensive end in the room. And, and with Dan working on defense and things all the time. And we saw last year, just go be Michael Parsons and rush the passer. He doesn't, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't need to have a million different moves. Would it be nice? Yeah, but that's going to take him away from some of the other things. And looking at this room, looking at Micah's pride. Hey, 
Yeah. Long term, you just basically got Jabril Cox right there. Leighton Van Der Esch, if you keep him clean, he'll be better. Sure. Luke Gifford is what he is right now. Devin Harper is very much an unknown, most likely a special teams guy. But if LVE gets hurt, if Jabril gets hurt, then Devin Harper is likely going to have to play. I'd like them to add another person in this room for security reasons. I, I would. Appreciate you for the donation, uh, Lamar. Super chat. Hold on. Lamar, I got shanked by the butter knife. I love it. Uh, Big bro, he says, Big Bro Sky. Pollard and Ty Frogwest lot will be decent. Uh, $5 donation. That's you know, that's another thing, Lamar. We talked about Ty, Fro, uh, Ty Frogel. Ty Fry Fogel and Drummond. I would love if one of those dudes can push a Vasher, push a Noah Brown, push a Semi Felco to get on this roster because I think they could be slot, slot guys. So good point, Lamar. But. Back to to Micah at the linebacker thing. I'm very interested to see how you guys feel about him kind of working more at linebacker. To me, that's encouraging. That's encouraging because let me just let me say this. Maybe this will make you make make you look at the linebacker room a bit different. Remove Micah Parsons from linebacker. Throw him at defense end like I want. Is the linebacker room a strength or a weakness? Pull it back up so y'all can see. Take Micah Parsons out of the linebacker room. Is that a strength or a weakness? I'd call it a weakness. Insert Micah Parsons back in the linebacker room. This is how good this man is. You could argue it's a goddamn going strength. <laughs> That's how good he is. I personally think he does make people better around him at linebacker. So go go get me more depth, in my opinion, in case you do need to, you know, break glass case of emergency and put Micah down at uh, back on the defensive line like you did last year. So how y'all feeling about that? Phone lines are pretty lit, so I'm going to get to all y'all. We'll get to, to Los right now. I'll... Hit my last note that I want y'all to, to 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 think about, and then we're just gonna finish out with the line. So hold tight, y'all. Uh, let's get the Los, man. What's up, Los? Hey, good morning, Sky. Good morning. Good morning. Good um, hey, just just a real quick question about the Cowboys, man. Um, should the Cowboys look to add um depth in the running back? And you already beat me to it. The linebacking room because yes, Zeke and Pollard are good, but if we're expecting them to make a run in the playoffs, which I do want to, you know, um, you know, you play to go to these situate um, playoffs, playoffs healthy, right? Yeah. yeah. So can they use a bell cow type of running back for thirds downs that leaves the hits off Zeke and Pollard to just to make them healthy, you know, because I think it's like, I think what makes that great is when the running back is, you listen know, to what you said, though. slow down, slow down and listen to what you said. Should they get a third running back? By the way, it was going to be either a street free agent, uh, yeah. or undrafted guy or somebody, to come in on third downs just so that Zeke and TP don't take hits? So you want to get worse on purpose to save them f- from themselves, I guess, is what you're saying? Think about yeah, that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You're, you know what I'm saying? Think about it. Know. You don't need that. What you need the third running back for is special teams. 
Um, what you need it for is, hey, he might need to play five or six snaps just to give one of those guys a blow. But you don't want to get a third running back to, hey, it's third and two. I just want to ram him up the middle to take, you know, take the blow. Third and two is important. If it's important, I need to get my best players on the field. Um, if you're going to go running back by committee, Los, then you need to go get you a third back that's capable of at least playing, you know, 25, 30% of the snaps if one of those dudes go down. Uh, I just don't think you should do it just to take them off the field for the sake of taking them off the field, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Right. No, I was just worried because I was like, my worst concern is if, if Zeke goes down, you know, I'm like, dang. You know, I mean, hey, if Zeke goes down, Pollard's, you know, it's time to prove Pollard's the number one running back. Yeah. But if Pollard goes down, I mean, I can't rely on Zeke. You know, that's all, you know. That's two photos of the running back room. Whoa, Whoa. wait a minute. Wait a minute, Los. Don't just, he's just going to gloss over that one. Repeat that. On what? What you just said. If, if Pollard, if Zeke go down, I can rely on Pollard. But if Pollard go down, you what? I can't rely on Zeke. Oh, that's a hot take. Really? Yeah, I no man, I'm worried about that. I am, dude, because oh. like, dude, like I think we'll make Zeke so great. I don't know, man. It. That's a hot yeah, you can make a think about that, but man, that's just my strong opinion on that. It is. Strong. That's why I'm just kind of like, yeah. But that's mm. that's just what my that was just what my worst worst fears, guy, and that's why I kind of want to get your take on it. It's like if one of these guys go down, you know, what what are what can we yeah. do about it just to give ourselves a chance, just to you know make it you know not you know not to be great but all, but you know that's all yeah yeah I'm I'm with you in the sense of they do need a third back that like Corey Clement I thought Corey Clement filled in well when when TP was out uh but they do need a third back that if one of those guys go down goes down he can get at least like I said 25 30 percent of the care uh the touches in their absence and you can trust them with it I, I just don't want a third back that is getting five, six, seven touches during the game because I think TP and Zeke are great together. I, though they should get all, they should get a hundred percent of the touches in my opinion. But uh, yeah, great call. And I got to touch on this one. I got to see what the chat's feeling about this one. That was spicy. Uh, Los. That was spicy. No problem. Hey, hey bro. I, I know you did me dirty a little yesterday with the man. But hey, there's hey, if there's a chance, bro. I'm going to believe. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. I ain't mad at there's you. There's a man. chance. Yeah, man. Peace. All right, bro. Yeah, game four tonight at the AAC. But well, hold up, though. Let's uh, let's run this thing back one time for the one time. <laughs> Los is some good content, Los, because I look like it look like you got some people that agree with you in here. If Zeke goes, if T- Tony Pollard goes down, I can't rely on Zeke. The mighty has fallen. I got to disagree, though. <laughs> but I, I applaud. I applaud your... Uh, the bravery to even say that. A healthy Zeke, I could 100% rely on. There is no doubt about that. He, if there's anything Zeke has proven to Cowboys Nation over the last six years, is that he's dependable. Right? Here's the issue. It's now been proven. You notice nobody says this anymore. 
Well, Zeke is the offense. If Dak goes out, as long as Zeke is here, because what happened in 2020, Dak went out and the run game was not successful. Now, the offensive line was an issue, and aha, there goes the real engine of this offense. If the offensive line is straight, our running backs will be straight. Zeke will be straight. But I just think that's a real hot take there, Los. Uh, and and goes to show that Cowboys Nation are, is the confidence with Ezekiel Elliott is, is, is kind of falling through the floor there. Falling through the floor. Uh, I just want to see what y'all had to say about that. Was it was I the only one who kind of was like, whoa, shit, taking back? King Element said it's the truth. See, that's why I knew there's a few in here that believes it. And I want I want y'all to call in there because I want to see. I wanted, I wanted to break down a little bit more. Los gave us the alley. I want somebody else to oop it that agrees with that. TC said if Zeke goes down, we got we got Tony Pollard. Yeah, but if Tony Pollard goes down, we don't got Zeke. Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. Hold on to that. If y'all on the lines, I want to know what you got to say about that. But let me get to the last part, and we're just going to finish it with the lines. Um, let's talk about Diggs, dogs. Let's talk about Diggs, dogs. Who lines up opposite of Trayvon Diggs? Get your mental notebooks out because I think this is going to be important to jot down and 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 write about in early OTAs. I think I want to say I think I don't know who is going to be the guy early on. Here's what I do think. Do I think most of Cowboys Nation before the Kelvin Joseph thing went down immediately? It's Kelvin Joseph, man. It's all about Kelvin. And then the Kelvin thing happened. And I think some people was like, I don't know what's going on now. And Anthony Brown kind of just, oh, Anthony Brown. Back to being the third or fourth guy. But if you if you said, Scott, pick who you think is going to start off at cornerback two to start this offseason stuff. I think it's Anthony Brown. And I'm, I'm saying this. Off field stuff, off field stuff aside, I think it's Anthony Brown. I, I think he he earned that right, and I think it's up to Kelvin Joseph to take it away. Now, prior to Kelvin Joseph getting into the trouble, I am on record stating I believe he could take it away. I'm putting a pin in that because I have no idea what's about to go down from a disciplinary standpoint, and I have no idea how, from a mental standpoint, Kelvin Joseph will respond. Sometimes things like this can put people in the tank. So I don't know what that will do to Kelvin Joseph. So I, I, I'm i not hearing anything except for that, hey, he was in the building, which that's good. But I do want to know, how does the staff look at this situation? Mike McCarthy said, we got to stay behind Kelvin Joseph. That's about all I can say. It sounds like the front office is behind him. It sounds like the coaching staff is behind him. Now let's see how behind them they are from a personnel from a player standpoint on the field so i got a b uh, a b versus kelvin joseph during these otas between now and i think it's june 17th or something like that and then whoever loses that versus jordan lewis because didn't didn't jordan lewis get i hate to use the term bench but it felt like he got benched 
I go back and watch. But it seemed like he lost a little bit of his, his luster at the end of the season. And maybe it was just them trying to get Kelvin Joseph in the mix. But J. Lou, I don't think I don't think anything is, is stamped, signed, sealed, and delivered for his position either. I think he's going to have to compete. How crazy is it? J. Lou's in year six. Anthony Brown's going in year seven. Eef. Time is flying. So, KJ versus AB, and then J. Lou versus whomever's left, I think is going to be something to keep an eye on. I know you're probably like, what about Nation Wright? What about Deron Bland? I, hey, man, I they got to show me that they're, you know, going to be put in that top four. Or is it top, top, yeah, top four, because we Diggs is number one. So, Nation's probably going to be special teams guy again, and whatever happens to Kelvin Joseph, maybe... They look to bump inside A.B. If, if, if Nation looks to be an outside guy. And then Deron Bland is going to have to really make his mark on special teams. He's going to have to knock a guy like C.J. Goodwin out. I, I, I don't see Deron Bland knocking a, a J. Lou. I don't see him knocking A.B. I don't see him obviously not dig, so we ain't going to talk about that. Uh, maybe he competes with Nation. You know, maybe, maybe if he gets you know rid of Nation, but Nation's a third-round pick. Do we think they're going to give up on Nation this early? Nah, I don't. I don't. So I think Deron Bland. I was going to do a show about who had the who has the toughest road to the roster of the young guys, and he was going to be part of it. Now, I know a lot of people like Bland. I know as Cowboy fans and just as fans in general, we always say, "Don't sleep on so and so. Don't sleep on this. Sleep on that." That's that's off season OTA talk. I totally get it. But then when you actually put the context to it, right, and then you you, you show stuff like this. Diggs, A.B., Kelvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis are surefire locks. That's four guys. C.J. Goodwin is almost a surefire lock. That's five. Nation Wright is a third-round pick. Likely a Dan Quinn guy. That's six. We carrying seven? Are we carrying seven cornerbacks? I have my doubts. So, Deron Bland is going to have a tough tough go about it. But if he shows something on special teams, maybe that's where you knock down a, 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 a C.J. Goodwin. And that's why I put a little bit of heat on C.J. Goodwin. All right, let's get back to these phone lines. The chat and the phone line's been lit. Appreciate y'all. Uh, we had 2214. So, we got – let's go with the first 214. I, I think you came on here the other day, and I couldn't save your name. 214, what it is, what it do? T2W Stu, boss. Two oh, Stu. How you doing, Stu. guy? Yeah, they're not letting me say morning, your names no more, man. I think I might got too many names in here or something, brother. What's up, Stu? What you got for uh, us? They need to save me up in there. I'm, I was, I had it all lined up, and now I'm on my IV to lot of pain meds, so I'm a little bit loopy. But Uh-oh. You going to give us a loopy tape? <laughs> eh, two things. Not well, two things. I'll keep it straight. All right. First, the content creators, then the Cowboys. It's been bugging me since yesterday. Uh-huh. Of course, I got to give you your love. I got to give Vosh and you your love for rocking the volume. My boy Mark Holmes and I forgot DMV Fanatic. Those guys sacrificed their intestines helping raise money for my home rebuild on Friday night, and I'll love them for that. But then Law Nation, how could I leave out my boy Law Nation? I brought up Foots and I left out Law. I'm done with that. Hey man, listen, the there's Cowboys. so many of us. Don't 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 beat yourself up. <laughs> Just say the Cowboys YouTube community. That's all you gotta say. Yeah, yeah. Well, going to the Cowboys, speaking of our Cowboys, I'm gonna circle all the way back to the Quinn conversation. 
got breaking news. With Quinn, I'm fine. With Quinn, I, I'm echoing. So I'm just, I'll say this. With Quinn, it's not that we don't like Quinn. It's that we're ready for that young blood, the, the attitude era situation. I think that's where that's coming from. We've got an affinity for, you know, the older guys, Zeke, Kyron, and D-Lock still putting out work. Uh, but I think it's more about we're ready for that youth movement. So that's that. I love the Cowboys. I love what y'all are doing. Y'all have a blessed day. Thanks, Stu. Appreciate you, man. Man, I thought we had a, a breaking news. Come on, man. Y'all can't be doing that to me. Somebody said we signed Landon. I don't know who Landon is. Hey. On the defensive side. Indeed, bro. P- appreciate you, Stu. Uh, get better, man. Have a good day, brother. You too. Uh, yeah, I had to go take a peek real quick. I thought we signed somebody. See, that's, that's another person. Isaac Stewart. I've, I've seen people say that as well. Another the, the undrafted free agent guy from USC. You know, don't sleep on him. Sure. H- how's he getting on the team? You know, practice squad. I think now it's early to talk about that. We'll talk about practice squad August. But some of these guys, I think we're going to hope that we can get on the practice squad. Unless you're ready, to, not you, but they're ready to give up on Nashawn Wright. Um, and they just don't value C.J. Goodwin anymore. Which, boy, if, if there's one player, and I think it was, uh, let's say it was Jesse. Jesse Eiley who talked about this. If there's one player, I'm sorry, one person that you want to get on a good side with as a young guy, bottom roster dude, it's Bones Fossil. And C.J. is in his pocket. He's in his pocket, y'all. Sam, you t- you funny. Who is it? Uh, you're weird, bro. See ya. I, he, I don't know who this weirdo dude is. Uh, Professor o. Stewart gave up a ton of big plays. He's like, oh, okay, talking about the dude. Uh, Wayne, that was not spicy, Sky. He's he talking nonsense. <laughs> Says Wayne. Zeke's proven. Stop judging him on being hurt. It's so much Zeke brings to the table. Dak would get killed on third downs of TB at a bit. Whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't going to do that again. Y'all going to stop doing that. Y'all going to stop doing that. I told you, every time I hear somebody bring up Tony Pollard can't block, I'm just going to show this video. Stop it. Stop it. In fact, Zeke Elliott wasn't a great blocker last year. He was kind of poor. But nobody wouldn't talk about it because he's going on reputation. Don't, don't get it twisted, man. Tony Pollard showed improvement in the blocking area. Let's just say Zeke Elliott good because he good. Yeah, you know I mean, all this whole blocking stuff is, is just is crazy to me. I don't give a damn if he to, if he if he's Tyron Smith as a blocker. Can you run and catch the rock out the backfield? But I need Wayne. Anyway, I digress. I just like to bring this up because people be acting like Tony Pollard don't put his nose in there. I'll be acting like it now. Uh, let's get to the other two one four. What's up? Two one four going once. Oh man, what's up? What's going on, man? Oh man, I'm calling in because I got to piggyback on a few things. I could last call just college. Brother, can I think you might got? Yeah, I don't know if you got me on speaker or what, but it's kind of hard to hear you. 
Hello, can you hear me now? Much better, much better. Already, man. I'm piggybacking off of what Stu said a while ago. Um, listen, there's a few running backs in the game that can run the ball, that can block, that can do what a quarterback needs them to do from the backfield. Sure. Now, Zeke ain't Barry Sanders, so we want to solve the problem with Zeke. We got to get the line together. Well, right. from what I'm looking, the line is coming together. Zeke needs a fullback. There would be no Emmitt Smith without Moose Johnson. Zeke needs a fullback. I, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I disagree, man. You know, I like. Don't get it twisted. I like eleven personnel because it, it it thins the defense out a little bit. But there's certain times, you know, having a fullback on those short yards, you know, down distances would help. What's wrong with running the tight end as the H back? They gotta be able to block. So so maybe they might do that with uh, Jake Ferguson. That's where I'm coming in with it. <laughs> Um, man, we, we silently have assassinated the whole NFC East, man. Um, whatever Philly did on their defensive line, we counted it. Whatever New York did on the offensive line with that tackle they picked up, the Giants, we counted that in Williams. Um, Parsons' father said he would be better at defensive end. That's uh, uh, something that we all kind of got to agree on. I mean, the man got down to 20 sacks, and he only played defensive end when he wanted to or when they needed him to. He, he could be a 20-sack guy if they wanted him to be, but don't get it twisted. He's a lead at linebacker too, man. Yeah, man, we need him there. We need him there to, to, to quarterback that defense. Um, you got Jabril Cox, and you got when, when Clark gets help. Now, you want to put him in bubblegum and save him next year, I understand. But next year, it's going to be something that nobody has ever seen in NFL. Who has three aces in a hole at linebacker? It has never been done. Cox, Parsons, and Clark will. Hey, man, it's, it's coming. Yeah, so, 2023, I'm excited for the linebacker. That's what's crazy. Like, Bookmark it right now, screenshot it, just so y'all can see how, how different I'm going to feel next year about this group. 2023, you're going right. to have Parsons, Clark, and Jabril Cox going into year three. I'm going to be excited for that group. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> so yes, sir. excited for that group, as opposed to right now where Clark is not really going to be, you know, available. Uh, Jabril Cox has to get his, you know, he's going to go through his bumps and bruises. He's, he's going to learn. He's not going to be excellent right off the bat, most likely, but um, – you know, he's going to learn. But you get Jabril Cox with a year under his belt, two years in offseason, and Michael Parsons going into year three, and then Damon Clark. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of an athletic room. Look out for that vanilla gorilla. And I just want to say, man, you watch. Man, y'all keep it coming, man. Uh, 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 my, you know, Lau and, and and my other boy. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, not big. James Gang, <laughs> but Rome, Rome, you know, you guys uh, keep it coming, man. Y'all keep my day going every day, man. So, yeah, y'all keep it coming, man. I'm listening, and peace out. Salute, man. Appreciate you. Y'all you, you, really got to tune into the volume show, man. 
we we got an inside joke. I think it was Marv who came on. Or somebody came. It wasn't Marv. I don't want to do that to you, Marv. It was actually somebody else. And y'all know my boy, my guy, uh, Big Game James. He mixed it up and called it Big James Games. <laughs> and it's just been a running joke all the time. Hey, Wayne. Listen, Wayne. You got receipts, brother. You said I ain't never say he can't block. You said Dak would get killed on third downs if Tony Pollard had to blitz pick up. I kind of did say he can't block. But that's all I'm just saying, you know. Big James Games. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. Uh, Let's get to... Let me lock these up because we be here all day. I'm going to get to all y'all, man. We got 919 on the horn. What's up, 919? Yo, yo, what's up? What's good with you? All right, man. I'd say, you know, when I say, you know, if we build that offensive line up to, you know, where it was before when Dak first got into the league, I think, hey, we'd be doing a real good thing. Boy, yeah, hell yeah! But that offensive line in 2016, boy, that was, that was, that was exceptional. Yeah, you know, cause, I mean, we be getting these um, hybrid players, you know, to, to play that line and get a decent tight end. I mean. I mean, the tight end we have now is real good. Don't get it twisted, you know. But we get a blocking tight end. I think I think that line would go a long ways. Well, brother, I think we did get a blocking tight end. Okay, Jake, Jake well, that, Ferguson. Yeah, Jake Ferguson. I think is going to help okay. with that. Yeah. Yeah, and they. I mean, what's what's uh, and the next one? What's wrong with getting Clowney to come in? I mean, Nothing. of all possible to come in at, at that defensive end. And keep, you know, like I said, keep Parsons back up at a linebacker. You know, every now and then you bring him in down, bring him down on the line. Nothing's wrong with that at all. I, I think what they decided to do was not get Clowney to do that. They went out and got Dante Fowler to do that. And then they drafted Sam Williams mm-hmm. to do that. So you know, I think that's our version of Clowney is, is Dante Fowler. I like Clowney. I mean, some people don't like him, but but I liked him. Um Real quick, real funny thing. Some people don't like him because they think he's more Demarcus Lawrence. He might be right because I think he is good against the run. But then when we bring up speed, uh, I have like, no issue with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have brought him in, period. But I think they they wanted to go more, more pure speed rusher, more more pure pass rusher, and that's why they went with Dante. But uh, I'm a Clowny fan. Yeah, but I'm gonna hop on that uh, the guy when he was talking about the fullback. Now, yeah, we do need a fullback. You know, we need like some short yardage. Now that would that would actually help out a lot. Hey, Connor McGovern, he's still on the team. Yeah, he needed he needed, he needed to start sliding him back in the back. <laughs> they, it worked. Like, and you know, put him in the backfield. I don't know if you was around during the season. I don't know how long you've been you've been watching the show, but you know, I I did not mind the Hawk package. I just didn't like the Hawk package in the middle of the damn field. And then in the playoffs, they had the nerve to bring it out and send Terrence Steele and Connor McGovern out on routes. I said, all right, now Kellen. You're getting a bit too cute. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Every now and then he has a tendency of getting cute with things. No. He needs to stick to the bread and butter plays, you know. I mean, as an offensive coordinator, he's, he's, pre- he's pretty good, you know. But he needs to stick to the bread and butter plays, you know. And and Lord forbid, I mean, truthfully, he needs to get a Cole Beasley-type receiver for that slot. Because we can't be running. We can't be running – you know, my boy up in, in that field like that. Man, listen, I, I I want a slot guy. Maybe it's Washington. Maybe that's the guy. But 
give me somebody I can stick in the slot 85% of the time and, and let's work. Dak needs somebody in that slot he can trust, man. Yeah, that part right there. That, that part right there, bro. Hey, man, great call. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep pounding that table. Why not just add a bigger back for short yardage pickups, Lauren? Because you got that. Zeke. Man, I hope he's hurt. I hope he's healthy to start this year. If Zeke is healthy, y'all, Zeke is fine. Like what he's we're good. We're good. If Zeke is healthy. Zeke is one of the best short yardage backs in the National Football League. So we don't need to go get a short yardage back. You got one. All right. I think what you need at, at the RB3 is a guy, if one of those two goes down, you feel comfortable giving 25, 30% of the touches to, or snaps, really. Um, in their absence. That's what the Cowboys have to find if they're going that way. I know Toxic toxic Time wants to talk about Ryan Nall. Maybe Ryan Nall is the fullback. I'm at to buy a jersey if he's the fullback. Oh, geez. Uh, maybe it's Ryan Nall. I don't think he's RB3, but maybe he's the fullback. But, but yeah, I'm not opposed to getting an RB3 for those reasons, but not for the short yardage reason, but for the if one of those guys get hurt. Uh, McGovern would be a decent fullback. I mean, in spurts. That's why I kind of brought it up jokingly. Wayne says, you're telling me if TP had to be the full-time back and had to be, had to blitz pick up as much as Zeke, does would he be better? I don't want I don't want either of them to be a full-time back. Uh, my comment was based on the caller saying he couldn't rely on Zeke. Yeah, I don't know. What, that's why I said I want somebody to call in and break that down for those that agree they can't rely on Zeke. That's wild to me. There was no specifics in uh, Los's. There was no context in that. He didn't bring up anything about not being able to rely on Zeke as a as a blocker. Um, so I don't know. Whoever whoever agrees with that, please call in. I would lo- well the show we already locked it up. I would love to know the context behind why why you don't trust Zeke but you trust TP. That's as a full time. That's interesting. I think he gave us enough to to be able to believe in him. All right. We got 828 on the horn. What's up, 828? Hey, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, I think VMF is going to take out AB and uh, be DB number two. Oh, boss man fat? Yeah. And as far as the running backs go, Ain't nothing wrong with Zeke. He's just fine. If he's healthy, he mows him down. Yep. I have no problem. If Zeke is healthy, we're good to go from a running back. Zeke and TP, let me say that. If they're healthy, we're good to go at the position. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And, and linebackers, Cox can cover. He's, he's a tight end killer. He'll get interceptions. He'll He'll get what Parsons doesn't get. Parsons is going to be up around the line and uh, killing the line and killing the quarterbacks and the running backs, and Cox is going to be in that in the backfield getting getting interceptions. Yeah, I can't wait to yeah. see him in coverage. I mean, just in general, man, because because I, I saw some encouraging things. I know it's preseason. I was I really didn't care about 
the results in the sense of uh, how many tackles, yada, yada, yada. I liked how he moved and diagnosed in preseason for, on the, in the run game, too. So I'm very – I can't wait to see Jabril Cox, man. Well, I, I, I looked up a lot of uh, film on him in college, and uh, he's great in coverage. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. He's like, a, he's like a safety playing linebacker. Yeah. And he's really good. And he can uh, go for the pick sixes. I saw a lot of that in college. Yeah, man. But uh, we need to we need to go with Sam Williams and uh, Big Cat and see what they can do instead of going after Clowney or whatever and and, and Quinn and any of these other guys. Let's go with these young guys with speed. Well, yeah, I would go after. I would not go after Quinn, but somebody had proposed that question earlier. Uh, I would have went after Clowney, but that was before the draft. Now you got Sam Williams and you signed Dante Fowler. There's probably no need to to do that. You're about seven deep at at defensive end. Adding another person to that room, you know, of with that stature of a Clowney is just going to der- not derail, but it's going to knock down a guy like Sam Williams or or Golston. You know, guys that you're going to want to get that experience for. Yeah, I think Sam Williams, with his speed, uh, he'll do just fine. And uh, Tyler Smith, I've already seen some tape on him uh, in a minicamp, and he's already got his hands inside now. He's not doing that sloppy stuff outside with his hands. Mm-hmm. He's already got his hands inside where he needs to have them. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, he's already a 93 or something like that in run blocking. So that's what Zeke needs. That's what Tony Pollard needs. He, he's a 93 in what? Like Madden? No. Uh, they, they rated him like a 93 in run blocking in college. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you was giving me a Madden rating. I'm like, he's a 93 in run blocking. That's different. Yeah, no, yeah. He's definitely a better run blocker at this point than he is pass protector. But um, it is a good thing to hear that his hands are being inside. Yeah, you saw in college a lot of the film on him. His, his hands were all sloppy on the outside. Uh, but I've seen a little bit of tape on him in uh, minicamp, and he's got his hands already inside, man. He's he's, he's already getting uh, yeah. corrections. That's the good thing about that. They're already getting on him about it, getting, getting him straightened out. Yeah, man. Hey, look, got to get to some more callers. I appreciate you calling in, good brother. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks. You ain't right, Hector. I need y'all to forget about that episode. <laughs> CT Mad here came here. What you say about Madden Scott? Uh, dang, there was a comment before Hector distracted me. Stage, yes. So Stage asked me, uh, Sky, will Jabril Cox be ready for training camp? This is not a joke. I literally woke up this morning mad at myself because I knew I was going to talk about Jabril Cox that I didn't text one of the guys that I could text to see what's going on with him. And I'm also pissed off I didn't ask Dave when I was with him on Saturday, was it? About Jabril Cox, if he's been around in the, uh, at the star and if he's available already. So I, I am going to reach out and try to get answers on Jabril Cox. If you're talking about the timeline of the recovery of the injury, meaning it could be anywhere between 9 and 12 months, most of these have been more on the 9 to 10-month scale. He was injured in October, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, October, late November. The nine to ten months would take him into the July, August. So he might not be ready 
to do full participation for training camp, but maybe towards the end he does. I don't know if, if we'll see Jabril Cox in preseason. But, um, boy, I hope. Because you know what I don't want to happen? I, I don't want him to miss all of camp, him to miss all of preseason. Damn sure don't want him to start on a pup list. But, and they say, you know what, Jabril, because you miss all that time, we're not ready for it. So our linebackers are LVE and Luke Gifford behind Micah. Ah, oh, God. And I like Luke, y'all. Somebody said don't sleep on Luke. Luke is what he is. It is what it is. It is what it is. He is what he is. I, I'm, I got a show coming up probably tomorrow where I'm going to talk about guys who have broke through the wall and guys who haven't. For whatever reason. It doesn't matter if it's opportunity or not opportunity. I already have it. Luke is what he is, y'all. I think Jabril Cox has a way higher ceiling than him. So to not have him out there would be a disappointment. So I'm going to try to get those answers for you. I'm going to try to get those answers. Uh, what's up, Bug? Bug 41st. He says, good morning, Scott. First time listening to your live stream. Oh, welcome, man. Hey, if it's your first time in here and you enjoy it, go ahead and hit the like button, man. If you're still waiting, you can wait around. You can catch a few more. Go check out some more content. Subscribe if you're feeling it because we are home of the quality or quality Cowboys content. And then share this thing. That's the most important. Share it with your friends, families, and foes. How many times did Pollard run up the middle of the line last year? We can get those numbers for you. So I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. That's not his game. TP's game. Get him in space. Another thing that pissed me off. He eats out there. He was top five or ten in yards per carry uh, off off tackle. We looked at that. We have that information because we got an analytics guy. Hey, uh, Kelly. Tony Pollard, man. He's an elite guy when he gets outside. And we ignored it. Weird. Weird. All right, let's get to 406. 406, you in the mix. Hey, man, calling from Montana up here. Mont- ways away from Texas. Montana. But. Is that is that where my man is from, LVE? Uh, LVE, I'm not sure about he, that. He, he, he plays for Boise. One. I'm not sure if he's from Montana. Got you, got you. I know you're from somewhere around those areas. How you doing, man? Yeah, somewhere around here. I'm doing all right, man. So, got a hot take for you. You've been talking about it for a minute, but, you know, I, I don't think Zeke deserved that 13 mil that he got. 13. You know that thirteen mil cap hit. You got like ninety. I'm pretty sure that's what it was this year. Oh, this year it's, well, eight, right, it's eighteen it million. 13. Eighteen million cap hit. Oh, all right, but thirteen on the cap is what I was looking at. No, no, it's eighteen you on know, cap. Oh, was it? Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. got my numbers wrong a little bit. Either either way, eight, eighteen still more than thirteen. You know, do you think he's really up to that eighteen marker after the two years of downplay he's had? This is what I'm going to say. What's your name from Montana? Tristan. Tristan. This is what I'm going to say, Tristan. Yeah. yeah. Tristan. Tristan from Montana. Yeah, I know. Well, what, what a hell of a name, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've known plenty of Tristans. I just don't expect That's from it. Montana. From Montana. That's all right. <laughs> all right, Tristan. Y'all got, y'all got a little little flavor up there. Um, This is how I feel, Tristan from Montana. At this point, we kind of have to ignore them. The, the money. I know that's hard to do because uh, it's off season. We talk about cap because he's not going nowhere, right? 
And no, not at all. You're not Don't cutting him. You ain't saving no money. That, that's not happening. If you wanted to talk maybe two years ago where they had the opportunity to not uh, restructure his contract, then maybe we could talk about, hey, man, they shouldn't have did that two years ago. But right now, the, to talk about the money is kind of like talking a little bit about spoiled milk. He's here. Or spoiled milk. Is it spilled right. milk? Is that what it's called? You know, you can't, you can't put the milk back in the cow and stuff like that. We, we really can't do nothing about that, Tristan. He's here, so we need him to just be healthy. Because when he's healthy, I think he is a, is, he's an elite running back, right? Um, but, I agree with you there. But, Tristan, I don't necessarily believe in, in, in paying running backs that kind of money in general because I feel like you can get running backs to be productive without having to do that. So I know and that I, didn't answer your question, and too. I apologize, but there, there is context oh, no, that we got to kind of give to both sides too. No, I get you there, and I think a big uh, big reason for that drop-off, you know, of course, is the offensive line. You know, back in 2016, you know, we had everybody was healthy. You know, Travis Frederick is a, is a big deal for that offensive line. Without him there, you know, numbers dropped. You know, he was that anchor without him there, and we got uh, – I – Beatish? Is that, is that how you pronounce his name? Beatish. The center we got right now? Beatish? You know, I didn't think he was bad, but, you know, nobody's going to be a Travis Frederick, you know, and I think that, yeah. that that has a lot to do with that. Nobody talks about that too much anymore. But, you know, one of my big points for the whole, you know, Zeke not deserving that money thing was, you know, you look back at this year, Tony Pollard had a breakout year, you know. You, you can't say that he can always be consistent with the 700 yards off 100 and some carries. But the fact that he had a hundred less carries than Zeke, oh. you know, seven less, seven less catches than him, but he's almost yeah, it's, it's he's almost catching him in yards though, you know, hundred less carries, three hundred less yards, you know, not all Zeke's fault. A lot of that has to do with offensive coordinator and the the offensive line, but it's just when you look at those stats, you're just like wow. You oh, know, it, it gets if you dive into mil off that cap. Yeah, if you dive into it more with Tony Pollard, you'll come away more angered. Would be more pissed yeah, off and because because it didn't make any it, sense. It, it just it just makes you wonder. It just makes you wonder. Yeah, let you me, know. Let, so let me, let you me, been, you've been wanting somebody to break it down. I thought I'd put in my five cents. Okay, that's fair. I don't want to use the word deserve, though, Tristan. Because that sounds like he fair enough. You know what I'm saying? He damn sure deserved to get paid. Maybe not the figure he was looking at, but I, I get you there. He deserved to get paid because uh, paid. he got paid in 2019, right? Yes. I think it was 2019. So up until that point, he he only had one year without 1,000 yes. yards, and that was when he missed missed some, missed missed some time oh, for yeah. the suspension. Suspension, yeah. yeah I, I think that's – yeah. That, so so he, he did deserve to pay, but then now, you know, two years down the road we're looking, you know. I know you said Zeke's good on that, you know, that third and three, but this yeah. year every time I watched when it was like third three, third yeah. two, you know, he was getting stuffed it seemed. But that had a lot to do with the offensive line still. You know, it ain't all Zeke's fault, but you ain't lying. You you ain't lying. Every time I look back, you know, I'm like, you know, Pollard's looking pretty nice right now, man. Um, yeah, I did not add that little caveat. I don't know that we were a great third and short team over the last about year and some change. Uh, I, I since a year and some change, Zeke got hurt, right? He, he just yeah. he just yeah. wasn't hitting the hole the same. The offensive line wasn't opening up, open them up the same. Um. He stopped making people miss. Now, I think he actually made more people miss this past year uh, than he did, like, the previous two or three uh, years. But my whole thing is, man, if you're going to be a guy who is 
relied or was supposed to be relied on the way he was, you're going to have to make people miss because your line's not always going to be the greatest. And that just goes back to not exactly. paying running backs because the, the line usually dictates that. There's just a very small hand, handful of guys that you do that for. And to be fair, Zeke put himself in that category the first three years. He was smart. He knew, hey, this line ain't going to hold up forever. Hey, we're going to turn into a passing team at some point. Let me go get my bag. And he got it. Right, and he he was a great player, like like you were saying, for the first, you know, I'd even say four years up and even in 2019 he was a great player. But um, just, you know, compared to when he was younger, he ain't hitting the holes with the authority he used to, you know. But when when you go four, three, year, three seasons getting 300-plus carries, you know, nobody's going to be feeling ripe and young after that either. So, I mean, can't blame the guy for, you know, not being his young self after, yep. you know, a stupid amount of carries throughout the years. 100% so, agree with you, Tristan, from Montana. Yeah, you're going to be getting more calls from me, man. I've I've watched your show quite a few times. I've just never actually made a call in. So oh, I thought, you know, I had a big big opinion about the whole Zeke matter. I thought I'd give you a call about it. Fantastic call, man, and definitely continue to come through, uh, call through, and uh, keep rocking, man. Appreciate you. Of course, brother. I'll let you go get some other people on the line, but thanks for the chat. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, it's... That's going to be a very fascinating dynamic to follow throughout the, the season. Man, I wish I could get. We're working on it. Trust and believe me, Cowboys Nation. The reason why I keep bringing it up is because the boys back, you know, at A to Z, we are working on getting that pass. Got lots of questions I want to ask. Uh, let's see here. Forever DC center is one of the hardest positions on O line. Beyond year three should be a game changer year for him. Game changer. It definitely should be a better year for sure. TC nine one five. You got a fan, Tristan. He says, "Great call. Great call." All right, final call of the day. Then we get into the chat and be out here. Two o three. What it is? What it do? Hey, Scott Wolf, this is Mike Lowry from New Haven, Connecticut. I finally got the caller to the show. You got the, you say it's Mike Lowry? Uh, Mike Lowry, yes. People people say Mike Lowry all the time, but live. Live, live. What's um, up, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to touch on was that first point you made about Jalen Tolbert and what he does in our offense. Um, One of my big issues with Kellen Moore last year was the fact that it just seemed – like, we start to lean more towards being a vertical yeah. offense. I would really like to see him get back to attacking intermediate and short parts of the field with the receiving core. Because what I saw last year was a lot of receivers running upfield, not getting the ball, and then Dalton Schultz getting the dump off, which is yeah. what led to his spike in production. Yeah. I think if we could get Tolbert in the slot a little bit, to get him up the team and then use more quick game with C.D. Lamb and more quick game with James Washington, we could actually be a super effective offense in the first part of the season, especially without Michael Gallup. I, I love um, it. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I just think I think he needs to add a little bit more West Coast into his recipe. I didn't like seeing guys just running down the field and not getting the ball for most of the games. And the next point I wanted to touch on was the point about Pollard and Zeke. I mean, come on, guys. Like, your eye test can tell you that Pollard is the more explosive back. It's not really a hot take. No, that's not. You know, uh, there's, there's nothing hot take about it. Mm -mm. He's the more explosive back. 
He's been the more explosive back since he's touched the field. And I keep I keep hearing people spread this narrative that, that Tony Pollard can't be an every-down back. But you saw what he did in that game against San Fran when he had to pick up for Zeke. It's almost like every time Zeke sees Pollard get a production, he wants to tap his helmet and get back in the game. So, you know, I didn't I didn't want to hold you up too long. I just wanted to make those brief points and get out of your way, Skywalker. Keep making good content. I appreciate it, brother. Man, I appreciate the call and the compliments, man. Great call. Seriously. So he talked about the deep ball aspect. I think with the deep ball situation, it comes from the DNA of this offense. It, it's very much almost the principles almost go date back to the 90s where the reads are going deep, intermediate, short. Hence why you see teams kind of were able to kind of figure it out. Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Yeah, here, Dalton, eat. No one cares if you eat. So I agree. Implement a little bit more West Coast, which is, again, why I like to have a slot-wide receiver. Because a slot-wide receiver can get busy in multiple different ways. You can hit him, you can hit him up the scene. Two-way goes. Move him around. Um... And, it, and it's it's there's more ability to get some yak and more diversity than a Dalton Schultz eating eating in that in that manner. So I agree, man. I would love to see Kellen come into year four and kind of mix things up a little bit. To be fair, you know, well, I'm not going to be fair because he he 2019 was his first year, right? And he had, he had cops, so he knows what it is. He knows what it's like to have a slot slot guy. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll see. Maybe we'll see Mike McCarthy because they said, Mike, we need you to, hey, man, we, we need you, big dog. Go go holler at Kellen Moore. Let's see if we can be a little bit more diverse. Add your spin to this offense, and, and he comes from a West Coast offense background. So maybe he'll throw a little something, something in there. And then he talked about TP being a full, full-time back. Uh, I, I Listen, I know he had that big run against the 49ers. But if you really go look at the rest of the game, it was it was struggle central. I am still of this belief, though. I'd rather have both of them than one of them. But to go back to Los's point, if I'm not if if Tony Pollard is going to be out and Zeke is healthy, yo, I'm, I feel I'm fine. Why are we why are we nervous about that one? You know what I mean? But I'd rather have both of them because I think they both have aspects of their game that the other one doesn't. Okoye often brought this up. Shout out to Okoye Media, the round table. And it's a perfect comparison. Why not use these dudes like Sean Payton used Alvin Kamar and Mark Ingram? Dude, that is the best way to do it. Honestly, it's probably the best comparison. Not Kareem Hunt and and, and Chubb. Not whoever, the, the, the Madison and cook it's ingram brute the brute back the power back the savvy vet right and kamara the scat guy who can run the ball don't get a twisted tp can run but also can get busy out the backfield creates mismatches lightning thunder thunder lightning that's how they should be used man and, and i just think me personally cowboys nation this is a it's a waste if you don't because Zeke is not 2016 Zeke. But that doesn't mean you can't use what he does best in 2022 at a high level. 
So it, you know, we're gonna have this conversation all off season until we see if if Kellen Moore has learned. Yeah, Mar Mar said they complement each other perfectly. Chef's kiss. Ah. King Element, I agree. He said people act like TP is a scat back. Uh, he, yeah, I said this is the very first time he came in here. Rest in peace, uh, Gary Brown, running backs coach. He said the same thing you just said here, and I've been saying it for years. He is not a gadget back. Tony Pollard's not Lance Dunbar. He's not whoever the, the you know two two Atwell. Tony Pollard six foot two ten plus, and he run hard. I wish I had to play where he trucked my man from the Niners in the playoff game. Like, how do you see that? Get that energy. By the way, that was a touchdown drive. And you say, you know what? Go have a seat, Tony Pollard. I know we're struggling here. I know you just gave this offense some juice. But go have a seat. We'll get you the ball in the last possession of the fourth quarter. Oh, man. Where my safe word? I don't think I got my safe word. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Sky, I don't got the patience to jack with you. So they, they both should be utilized. That's all I'm saying. King says, I think you need to use both. I think TP should be the guy getting more reps. Yep. Uh, let's see. Zeke might be better, but he ain't got 2016 line. All right. Kellen Moore is the main problem with the god dang run game. I think that's facts. I think that is 100% facts. If this line is healthy, man, I and I'm going to say this. I don't even think the healthy line by itself is going to be a resurgence in the run game. I think it is going to depend on Kellen Moore aiding them with his designs, with his play call, with the scheme. That's no knock on the line. I just, again, this ain't 2016. This ain't line them up, knock them down. We know Tyron ain't going to be around for five, six games. Got a rookie left guard who I believe in. Don't get me too, don't get twisted. But there's going to be some growing pains. And you got a center who ain't Travis. So, coach, help me. That's how I feel. TP215 with great balance and speed. He definitely has great balance. Uh, CJ Goodwin's going to be above any of them guys on special teams. So, Jay Will must be running this back. Man, I might try to get CJ back on. He was, man, he was fun. He was a fun interview. So, let's kind of review, y'all, where I'm at with the three things that you guys need to keep your eyes on early in OTAs. I'm not saying throughout the entire thing, but just kind of early on to see what's going on. And that is... Micah Parsons playing more linebacker, being one of them. Who is he next to? Is it LVE? Is it, I mean, Jabril's probably not ready right now. Uh, which of these young linebackers in Jabril's absence can step up? But that linebacker room, adding Micah Parsons in the middle, more full-time-ish, uh, I think it's something to keep your eyes on. And if that doesn't happen, maybe if he, you know, see if, if Clarence Hill was given bad information about Mike, I don't know. Then he moves down. Then what happens with that rotation? So it's going to be fascinating to see uh, Micah's progression year two early in OTAs. Uh, then you got Dak Prescott and Jalen Tobert. 
That is regardless. That connection starts now. They have to be able to build that chemistry very quickly because we're going to rely on Jalen Tobert. And if you go look at the history, Dak Prescott has developed chemistry fairly quickly with newer guys. Lamb, Cobb, Cooper. So I think they'll have to do that. And then finally, who's opposite of Trayvon Diggs? Or as I call him, Diggs Dogs. Who's opposite of Trayvon Diggs? Because that is going to be important. Is it KJ? Is it Kelvin Joseph? Is it AB? Anthony Brown? I think a lot of us believe that talent-wise, we think that Kelvin should be able to take that leap and, and, and grab it. But how does he respond to adversity? How's he going to respond to adversity? That's something that I don't know yet. So um, we'll see how, how he reacts to that. And A.B., you know, this is year two now. We, we, can, we can shit on A.B. if we want. Year one under Dan Quinn, he had a career year. He played pretty damn good ball. He had his lapses. He got beat. It is what it is. What if A.B. takes another step? That'd be good for us. So Kelvin Joseph versus Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis versus whoever loses that. That is something to kind of uh, pay attention to. Big, the young OG, Vice Lombardi's in the building, y'all. Let's give him a clue bomb for that. If you're not watching the show, 306, I don't know what you're doing. We had a fantastic show yesterday. Just basic, almost really half the show was us talking about the weekend that we had, which was hilarious. Vice says, Sky looks at Dollar, looks at Sky, looks at Dollar, looks at Sky. Appreciate it, young blood. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, gosh. That's This is one of many things that went down this week. It was hilarious. It was fun. Fun weekend, bro. Appreciate you coming through. Uh, let's see here as we wrap up. Per wrap, NFL considering eliminating the Pro Bowl game and spotlighting players that, that weekend instead. They should have been doing that. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl at all, but guess what I did? Turn on. I turned on Diggs getting making wild catches and, and them doing all these crazy little challenges. That was fun. The Pro Bowl is pointless. Give them the recognition, right? Hey, you've made the Pro Bowl because that's important for the resume. That's important for uh, 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 Hall of Fame. That's important for contract negotiations. I give a damn about that game. Damn about that game. King Element, you... We were actually talking about you, King Element. You got some you got some liners, man. You got some zingers. Salute to you. <laughs> Let me get up out of here, man. Hey, before I do, remember the roundup. This today's roundup was uh Mauricio Rodriguez article, How Dallas Can Deploy Wide Receiver Jalen Tobert. So visit A to Z SportsDallas.com and check that out if y'all can. Please. Also, Mo will be back here at 8. A.M. prompt. I'm sorry, 8 p.m. promptly for A to Z Sports Prime Time. He ain't like me. <laughs> Y'all come back through tomorrow. Salute to you, King. Appreciate y'all. Y'all been great. Great calls today. Great chat. If I missed you, my apologies. Come back. Come on, come on back. We'll be here. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace.